To those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in the armed forces, wherever you may be, to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God upon which we base our message on this third Sunday in Lent is a blending of the Old Testament reading and the, New, and the Gospel reading, which you heard read before. I recall just these words from the Old Testament reading. They complained to Moses by saying, Give us water to drink. And from John chapter 4, the woman told Jesus, Sir, give me this water. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who lived, died, lives again, and will come to take us to be with him someday, my beloved. Both the Old Testament reading and the Gospel reading for this morning concern themselves with water. This past week, uh, while I was working on my sermon, I also saw that it came time to pay my water bill. You know, when you pay your water bill, there's not just one charge on there. There were seven charges on there for the water coming in and the water going out. You might say that they got you coming and going. As we look at the Old Testament and the Gospel reading, we're looking at H2O, water. It's scarce, it's expensive, and it's miraculous. First of all, a little bit about water. I mean, isn't it amazing that uh, two atoms of hydrogen, one atom of oxygen, a water molecule, is life-sustaining of all life on this, this planet? First of all, a little bit about water, the human body. We need water. I looked this all up. I'm not that smart. The body, uh, the body of an adult is about 65% water. An infant is between 75 and 80% water. You're thirsty when you lose between 2 and 3% of your water. You can tolerate a 3 to 4% loss of water. 5 to 8% loss results in dizziness and fatigue. A 10% loss, mental deterioration. And 15 to 25% loss is fatal. Water means life, H2O. So necessary for human life, so necessary for life itself. Some other statistics. 70% of the Earth's surface is covered with water. 97.5% is salt water. 2.5% is fresh water. But 70% of that fresh water is frozen in the ice caps of Antarctica and, uh, and Greenland. And most of the uh, remainder of that is also down in the soil, and some of it's so deep that you can't get at it. 1% of the world's fresh water is accept, uh, accessible for direct use by humans, by either rivers or lakes or reservoirs. Water is scarce. Water is expensive when you have to concentrate on distributing it and redistribu redistribution. But it's also very miraculous. I mean, did you realize that for thousands and thousands of years, 
1% of that fresh water in all the world has sustained animals and plant life and billions and billions of human beings. Miraculous how God preserves his planet. Exodus chapter 17 is the designated Old Testament reading for today. Where a bunch of complainers are out there in the desert. Uh, exactly who were they and uh, what were they doing out there? Well, the people that are talked about in this section of the Bible this morning were God's chosen people, the Israelites, who uh, at this particular moment, 1,500 years from when this uh, was talked about here, would be the people from whom the Savior, Jesus Christ, came. Maybe you remember the story, how God led his people down to Egypt and how they were down there in slavery for 430 years. But all of a sudden, God decided he wanted to move his people from slavery down there to that land that he had promised to them through Abraham years before. Now, they numbered about a million and a half people. This getting out of there was beyond their capabilities. It was going to take a miracle. Perhaps you remember some of the Bible stories. The king of Egypt wouldn't let the people go, so God sent them ten plagues. There were frogs, and there was lice, and there was darkness, and finally there was the Passover. And then they, got, they left, a million and a half people with flocks and herds, and they got to the Red Sea with the king's army at their back. And so God divided the Red Sea, and they walked through on dry land. And so there they were, a million and a half people out in the wilderness with no food. So God gave them the miraculous food of manna, miraculous bread to feed them. And now at this spot where they, where they were, there was no water. Whether they were just thirsty or fatigued or dizzy or mental exhaustion, I don't really know. But they didn't like what they were experiencing, and so they complained. In fact, Moses even said, they're ready to stone me, God. They, they said, is the Lord with us or not? In a place where there was no water for his complaining people, God provided water abundantly and freely and miraculously. Out there in the desert, God provided water for his people abundantly. He said, Moses, what I want you to do is go and take your staff and strike the rock and water is going to come gushing out. And that's exactly what the Bible says. He struck the rock and water came out. What an understatement. For a million and a half people and all the livestock that was out there, I would imagine that the water came gushing out sort of like 10,000 fire hydrants all at once. Maybe an instant man-made lake where they could go and drink. No charge. All for free. By a miracle of God opening up a rock. Grace and mercy for a bunch of complainers. They should have known that God was going to take care of them. What, look what he did in the past. Have you done any complaining this past week? I think we complain about a whole lot of stuff. Complain about the potholes. Complain about the fact that there weren't enough ice trucks out there when we needed them. Complain there's a too much snow, too little snow, too much rain, too little rain, too little sunshine, too much sunshine. 
Complain about our taxes, doing your taxes this time of year. Complain about our government. Some complain even about the seating of the brackets for the NCAA tournament, unless, of course, you win. Complaining, you know, is a sin. St. Paul tells us, all things work together for good to those who love the Lord, to those who are called according to his purpose. You know what we do when we're complaining? And I don't care if it's a little complaint or a big complaint. You know what we're doing? We're telling God that he doesn't know what he's doing because he's running the show. Is the Lord with us or not? You know, complaining really is sort of symptomatic of the human recognition that something's missing. I don't feel quite complete. You ever have a job where you're doing really good and you feel pretty fulfilled and you get a job promotion and you get more pay and you're successful but you don't really quite feel fulfilled like you need something a little more. Isn't it how amazing those people who win the lottery, millions and millions of dollars, sometimes they write those books about how it was the worst thing that ever happened to them. They thought they were going to be completely fulfilled, completely happy, not so. How about the Hollywood types? A lot of happiness going on there. How about the millionaire athletes? Why aren't they happy all the time? They got all the money they want. Somehow something's missing. There has to be something more. All of our attempts to fill that feeling of emptiness or lack of completeness in our lives, in our hearts, is sort of like going to the refrigerator or the cupboard and saying, you know, I just need something that hits the spot. And you have a cookie and you say, no, that wasn't it. And so you say, oh, I'll have a potato chips. Well, that wasn't it. Well, how about a uh, little apple pie? No, that wasn't it. How about a glass of beer? No, that wasn't it either. And finally, you end up, you know, being a little le less healthy and a little fatter. When really, what you really needed to make you feel really good was a cold glass of crystal pure water. And there's where we meet Jesus at the well with the Samaritan woman. Everyone who drinks this water will become thirsty again. Those who drink the water I will give them will never become thirsty again. You see, it's Jesus Christ who gives us living water for complete satisfaction, abundantly and freely and miraculously. God gives us his living water abundantly. Scripture says his mercies are new every morning. Every day you get up, you get a new start. All the messes that you made yesterday are all cleaned up through the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. And he gives us the living water freely. No price tag. Oh, it was expensive for him, but no charge to you. By grace, you are saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, so that nobody can boast. And he gives that living water miraculously. For all of your complaints, for all of your seeking for that feeling of completeness and fulfillment in the wrong places, Jesus miraculously quenches our thirst with two pieces of wood, three nails, a crown of thorns, and a spear. 
He quenches your thirst with the blood and the water flowing from his side on the cross. He quenches your thirst, and it's a good thing that the spear was in his side and water and blood because it proved that he was dead. So it was finished. All your sins are paid for. But he's also alive. Put your hand in my side. Stop doubting and believe. I have guaranteed a place for you at my side where you'll never be hungry, never thirsty again, where the lamb will be at the throne. He will be your shepherd. He will lead you to springs of water, of life, and he will wipe away all the tears from your eyes. He will do away all of our complaining and all of our feelings of emptiness and lack of fulfillment. Jesus quenched the thirst of those complaining sinners out there in the wilderness of Sinai so many years ago, and he did it abundantly, and he did it freely, and he did it miraculously. God continues to quench the thirst of complaining sinners like you and me today, too, as we walk through the wilderness of this world. And who is it that uh, quenches our thirst? All of them ate the same spiritual food and all of them drank the same spiritual drink out there in the wilderness. They drank from the spiritual rock that went with them and that rock was Christ. Christ was their constant companion out there in the wilderness and Jesus Christ is your constant companion today and every day and every moment. And even when we complain... He's still near, and he forgives, and he promises eternal life. I heard the voice of Jesus say, Behold, I freely give the living water, thirsty one. Stoop down and drink and live. I came to Jesus, and I drank of that life-giving stream. My thirst was quenched, my soul relieved, and now I live in him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Please stand. The peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, 
who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We take this time to gather our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards. <laughs> 